It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Sportsnet Michigan and C92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And the millennial man is Jared Patel of Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan and Fat Stack Sports. Comments and questions can be sent by email to 3 Pod at gmail.com or hit them up on social media at 3 Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Get ready. Sheridan Realty and Auction has three featured properties selling August 19th. The Clinton Township property features a well-maintained three-story building with atrium near I-94. The Allen Park property features a multi-use three-story classroom building near Major Interstate. And the Flint property's eight contemporary buildings feature modern offices, classrooms, laboratories, and more. These properties will sell at online auction August 19th. Call or visit SheridanAuctionService.com for more information. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our community. They're not tied into an out-of-state corporation or their board of directors. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. The top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors, being right there when you need them most. With unique service to represent unique lives in mid-Michigan, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. The business started in 1880 and continues the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, see them on the web at nelsonhouse.com or call them at 989-723-5234. Well, welcome to day 137 of quarantine and episode 129 of Three Point Podcast. Our partners include Advanced Elevator, Corona Connection, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Sheridan Auction Service. I'm Ted. Jared's here in the studio with me and Matt on the phone in North Carolina. Fellas, hey, we're back again and uh, lots to talk about. I normally don't listen to back to our shows, but we were going on a family trip and my dad wanted to make sure that he listened to it. So we listened to it on the way up. Yep. And I have just had two different, different thoughts. I had one, I say the word obviously about 400 times. So I just wanted to apologize to anyone who heard that because my God, I didn't realize how much I said it. Probably said it about 30 times in the matter of 15 minutes. Well, obviously one of your favorite words. Obviously. Secondly, <laughs> just to cut you off before you go on, I do. Cause I usually do the editing. I do cut out a good handful yeah. or more, obviously. So. Well, you missed a few of them. <laughs> you missed a lot of them, I would say. But. but, by the way, Matt, I think you do an absolute fantastic job producing yeah, I the mean, programming. Shouldn't be, it shouldn't be your job to edit out all the obviously. <laughs> or I'm the just uh, saying, uh, uh. Oh, and those as well. I'm just saying that, that I did notice I did say that a lot. Secondly, uh, I was completely just vindicated in the debate about whether it was favorite team or favorite players. Uh, in our draft last week. 
So I just would like a, you know, apology probably from you, Ted. And then Matt was kind of on the fence on what was actually said. Uh, and then maybe even an apology for Matt if he feels uh, if it's deemed necessary. Because you basically called me a liar in front of a million listeners. Uh, I'll, I'll basically – we are up to a million now, are we? <laughs> I, will, I will not apologize, but I will at least fess up to the fact that, yeah, I was wrong after listening to How it myself. How can you not apologize, though? Because like, I don't think it's an apologizable offense. I mean, okay, maybe I misread it, but – Questioning someone's character? Did I do that? Yeah. How does that not questioning my character when I said it four hundred times? All right. If it makes you, you feel, if that. it makes you feel better, Jared, I apologize. How's nice. that? You're welcome. Well, yeah. Matt. I guess I, I don't know if I'm uh, in the in the spot to have to apologize. I will if you need it, Jared. You know, I'm sorry <laughs> for the confusion. But I texted you guys, you know, that next morning when when I was editing. Yes. And I did kind yep. of clarify. It was like. It wasn't very clear. I think we were all on the same page via text the night before, but then when Ted tried to, like, clarify while we were recording, it, it wasn't very clear. So I think that's where the confusion came from. It was still fun. We still had a good time with it. Yeah. Oh, no, and it, it, we did. And I think if I would have changed two players, I would have added K-Line, of course, my favorite player of all time, and Mark Fidrich. He would have been on my list. I probably would have taken off, you know, Jackie Robinson. I'd still go solid with Babe Ruth, and I'd probably would take out uh, Nolan Ryan if that was the case. So I apologize once again, young man. I did see that you posted a article, and there was no way in God's green earth I was going to read about that absolute dweeb that is Al Kaline. Oh, but my goodness. I saw that he basically had been – ripped off from not being able to have a retirement ceremony or or some sort of ceremony this season? Well, yeah. I mean, there was no fans. I mean, he's Mr. Tiger, man, all the way. I mean, with the organization for 60 years, he passed away during COVID. You know, it's been just a shit year, without a doubt. But the Tigers, just think about And you were ripped off. You were ripped off on some great moment because we had opening day tickets. Can you imagine we go to opening day and they're honoring – Al Kaline in front of a packed house at Comerica Park. I mean, it would have it would have given you chills, even though you're mocking him. Well, they still can have it. It's just been postponed. They'll they'll probably do something else, you know. And they did a little video tribute to him, but it certainly is not the same without fans in the stands, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the main point. It wasn't. They they still tried to do it. I think exactly what you're saying, Ted. Because right, if 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 it would have been on opening day, like you said, when you guys would have been there. I mean, obviously, it's a somber moment, moment, but that would have been one of the coolest things to witness. I mean, you you talk about your the no hitter, the Verlander no hitter that you got to see, Jared. Like, mm-hmm. if you would have been there when the Tigers were honoring uh, Al Kaline, it probably would have topped when they honored uh, Ernie Harwell. That would have been really cool to see. I probably would have cried. I, I'm not kidding you, and I don't cry very often. I I hold my emotions in pretty pretty tight, but uh, I would have shed a tear probably. So so Al Kaline tribute <laughs> no and the movie Up. <laughs> That's right. Those two get me. <laughs> the, um, my biggest takeaway from this past, you know, a few days of the baseball season starting and us getting a kind of a look at what this season's going to look like, or if they're even the season even continues, we obviously will get to the Marlins in a minute. But the what is going on with? I just saw the New York Mets and other teams are doing this, putting like the cardboard fans in the stands. I, I mean, that's literally something like out of a scary movie, like. Out of contagion. That's something I would have saw. That's just eerie yeah. and weird. I, we, who? That's something you would ship in to do, Ted. Like if the Tigers said, "Take <laughs> take a selfie of yourself and send it to us, and we'll put it in the stands." That's something you probably would have done. Am I wrong? I, I think. Well, it, it, putting my sales hat on, sales and marketing. 
I think it would be a brilliant idea from the teams, you know, that are losing out on the revenue of fans in the stands. Now, let me start by saying I'm not a huge fan of the cardboard cutouts right out of the gate, okay? Thursday night I checked out baseball. That was the opening night. You guys were already up north, so I was home and able to watch the first couple of games, not in their entirety, but check them out. The Dodgers had the cardboard cutouts behind home plate, and they actually had cardboard cutouts of the big dough people, you know, the people with all the money that actually go to Dodger games, like Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight. They had a cutout of her. Larry King. Uh, it looked a little weird. But what I was getting to for my marketing point is, why not uh, throw it out there to, like, yourself? Say, hey, uh, anybody out there wants a cardboard cutout of themselves for any specific games, send us whatever, 200 bucks, 250 bucks, and you'll be on TV with your face. I think it could. I think people would buy into that. Thoughts? Yeah, and I, I, I think that totally was the angle. I mean, we're already you're losing out on fan engagement, which is a big part of going to a baseball game. And it's kind of like, yeah, how are we going to keep some of these fans engaged? Obviously, yeah, it's cool to see like Larry King and other celebrities. But right, if if someone can, even if it's a kid, you know, like think about ten year old Jared. If your dad was like, hey Jared, you want to go mow some lawns and make a little money, and then we can send that to uh, Comerica, and you can have a little cardboard cutout of you sitting behind home plate. I mean, you might laugh at it no. now. But no, at no, 10 years I, old, no, you might I not have. You, I wouldn't have done that. I remember we went to a Tigers game. We literally stayed for like two innings and left. That's how much I hate it. So if it, him, me as a 10-year-old, him trying to pitch to me, yeah, your hard-earned uh, $250, you spent mowing about 25 yards to get it? Yeah, you're going to put a cardboard cutout in the upper deck of the outfield. Just remember, Matt. Imagine, like, if I ever put a cardboard, like you're saying how people would, people are dumb. People are dumb. I'm sorry. You're dumb if you buy a cardboard. Do you cutout. think Unless they would do right it? right behind home plate. Well, yeah, of course. I can see that. Right behind home plate where you're on camera all day, that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But I did, but, I did see a couple that were funny. Um, I saw a couple people, like, actually say, you know, they must have paid or whatever to have their cardboard cutout. I forget what team it was. But I saw some people sharing, you know, they saw their cardboard cutout on TV, like, during a commercial break or when they were going to commercial or whatever was happening. And, uh like, some of them were funny pictures. It wasn't, like, just them sitting there smiling at the game. Like, one of them was a kid, like, destroying a hot dog. Like, he had ketchup all over his face. <laughs> he had a huge hot dog. So, you know, like, some of that is kind of fun. I get what you're saying. Like, you know, if that was my hard-earned money from, like, umpiring summer league baseball games, I don't know if I'd want a cardboard cutout of me at Comerica. But, you know, I don't know. It's kind of – it's just a gimmick. The way way to make a little money and to make it a little interesting. I, I'm fine. Like, I could go either way. Like, with or without him. I did see someone, a uh, dude, hit a line drive, like a foul ball yeah, line drive, into the stands and decapitated one of them. I was like, oh, yep. So that, that's a little creepy, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. On the fence with a cutout. All right. Well, I want to keep it on this topic here, but I want to tell you also about Advanced Elevator Company. They has they have the best trained professional field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators in the entire Midwest. Centrally located with headquarters right here in the heart of Owasso. An area business leader and a longtime huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud member of the Shiawassee Regional Chamber of Commerce since the year 2000. You know, fellas, speaking of money-making ideas ideas for uh, baseball teams, uh, I heard another one that was interesting. I think it's definitely way out there, but I know there's some teams that are actually offering home run balls and foul balls for sale to the public in these games. Thoughts on that? Is everything about money nowadays? I'm, like, sick of this, honestly. Is everything about money? Selling every they sell everything, and I remember it's it's the perfect it's the perfect trap. 
kind of contradictory to what I said earlier. I remember going to the Tigers game one time, and you go into like one of these rooms, and it's like all these used game bats and right. like, autograph bats. And I was like, dude, I like was begging my dad for like uh, for like uh, every single bat that was there. Like, let me get this one. Let me get that one. It's like they're all like seven hundred bucks. Why is the MLB? It seems like they're the only ones that do it, where they just try to monetize everything. You've got to try and make money everywhere you can, I guess. I mean, because they're not getting ticket sales. And it is funny to think, like, yeah, sometimes I do laugh. I understand it is cool. When you're at a baseball game and if you have the chance to catch a ball or obviously a home run ball, it's different if it's, like, Barry Bonds' record-breaking home run ball. Or, you know, if it's something, like, crazy like that, yeah. I understand that. But just, like, your run-of-the-mill standard solo home run in mid-July or something, how crazy people go over getting these baseballs. <laughs> sometimes it's like, all right, what are you going to do with that ball when you get home? It's going to, like go in your junk drawer and it's just going to sit there but i mean if you think about it those are kind of if you look at it as being free because you're at the game and you're just getting to pick it up but you paid for the ticket so maybe people are seeing it as like okay i'm not paying for my ticket but if i can get miguel cabrera's 500th home run ball yeah i'll pay like 100 bucks for it or something like that like i mean that's got to be the way to think about it i feel like you got to be a baseball junkie to pay for like a Mike Trout foul ball from the second inning on July 30th. I mean, you, you got to really yeah. want that foul ball. Can you imagine just, oh, a foul ball. Mike Trout hit a foul ball. I need this. Oh, hell yeah. I'm getting this foul ball. Like, I just, it's it's preposterous. It and, really is. And people will buy it. And though. people will buy it. There's no question. But the, the thing with baseball, and I hate this, the NBA I feel like has done a lot better job. And, and that's another tease, is what we have to call it in the biz, that we'll get to later. Yes. But the NBA has just done a lot better job of kind of adapting to the game without fans. Like, you watch the MLB, they put cardboard people in the stands, whereas, like, the NBA just built, like, a giant, like, basically, like, a green screen, like, TV around the entire, like, court that makes it look, like, just so much cooler. Like, and it actually, like, makes you not even think about playing like how they're playing in front of no stands whereas like the MLB players for some reason the MLB decided we're not going to do a bubble and I know everyone's kind of being captain hindsight on that where now that the Marlins are kind of out of it with all those guys testing positive where they're like why didn't the MLB like do a bubble they should have obviously but they they don't need to be playing in these giant stadiums they really don't just play on like a sandlot type field well, like why can't they play it like Williamsport or something well you like get in a bubble at Williamsport perfect spot so just pick one spot and play there huh I, I think that that's obviously the smart thing to do here. I mean, can you? How can you disagree? Looking at well, how you, isn't it unsafe to have these? Like, I see there's shortstops wearing face masks when they're playing the game, right. but they're going to be flying across the country and staying in all these different hotels. Well, they they try to do a hybrid apo- approach where they're playing all in their same geographic area. Now, how how are you going to put up? What is it? Thirty teams in, in Major League Baseball, or thirty-two, whatever it is, and all the play, there's thirty players on each team, and you, you could play at one site, sure. But where, where are they going to all be housed for a sixty-game season? Oh, maybe the place like what? Sorry, Matt. I guess I have, I have the absolute perfect rebuttal for this. Maybe the place where they literally do that every single summer in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, with like a th- thousands of kids. Hmm. Okay. Where there's a million baseball fields already there. Kind of just got so, you. so you're going to put Not major like league it. players up in a super eight. Okay, yeah, they're right. not in a super eight. They they all stay in like dorm like dorms. At. I mean, it's better than what they're doing. It's safer. You could, I mean, you could potentially pull something. Off. I mean, you're kind of being kept in hindsight right now, Jared. But yeah, I mean, you could potentially pull something like that off. The big thing was, I mean, like some players are saying some stuff, but major league baseball, like they they put out this idea. Um, couple months ago to do this in Arizona, you know, at some right. of the facilities where they do spring training, 
and the players and the players union didn't agree to it. So it's kind of interesting to see some of the players now like coming back and saying, oh, we wanted to do a bubble. But, uh, you know, like I think the NBA is in such a different position. I mean, like Ted's kind of saying, not as many people, you know, on a team in the NBA, so it's easier to pull off a bubble. And, like, you're playing on one court. So pretty, I think it's cool, too. I know we're going to talk about it later. I think the NBA, what they're doing with their game, I, five minutes into the first game I watched, I was over no fans. It was cool being able to hear all this, the sneakers squeaking and the players and then that video board and stuff. I think what they're doing is awesome. They're also, they've got Disney and, like, ESPN and the NBA on their side to, like, pay for all the stuff that they're doing on that court. They're not about to put video screens and green screens up at every major league ballpark. They're not about to do that. But, right, if they played in a bubble at even two or three fields that they were rotating, maybe they could pull that off. The other thing with that, too, that I've seen people say is, you know, a basketball court, unless, like, something crazy happens, doesn't fall apart. You know, a baseball diamond, if you're playing, like, two or three games a day on it, I mean, the grounds crew would be, like, working like crazy to try and keep that thing up to par. So, you know, there's all that different kind of stuff with baseball. I don't know. I, it's kind of weird, like traveling all over, like you said, Jared, traveling all over the country. You knew there was going to be an outbreak. All these guys in the same clubhouse, you know, interacting and stuff like that. The weird thing is, like, it, reports came out that the Marlins knew that some of these guys were sick and positive on, like, Friday of that series. They let them keep playing. Now they're up to, like, 17 or 20 people in the clubhouse that are positive, and now, like, they've canceled games for a week for them. So... It just seems like it's a mess. You kind of laid it out that the NBA knows what they're doing. They're adapting. They have one of the best commissioners in all of sports, and clearly the MLB doesn't. Yeah, and clearly they have a better plan in the NBA. I was just going to say what you said exactly. Major League Baseball had the solution in Arizona, and it was all about greed. Remember how long it took them to finally decide they were even going to play baseball? It was all about the money. They really – we – talked about it a lot during the quarantine but they really did blow a perfect opportunity now the nba's back mm-hmm. you know summers and then it's not like it was when it was first started march where it's freezing outside people don't really have anything to do where baseball could have just struck, struck when the iron was hot and probably turned me into a fan honestly they probably would have i agree but it's just now they screwed it now they waited way too long players it seems like everyone's basically unhappy i just it's not that good of a product, especially now that the fans are gone. Like I feel like the players kind of never really got excited for the game anyway, like a regular season game, and now it just seems like that's even amplified even more because there's no fans behind them. But I just – I don't know. Before- I, it's time for them to – I just the fact that they never did a bubble, obviously – I just said obviously. Notice how I caught that. Cut, cut. The thing, the thing with the, the bubble, yes, they should have done a bubble. We can all say that in hindsight. But what is it about baseball? It seems like that would be the easiest sport. How is the NBA – it's, it's clearly the bubble issue. So are they just going to say, like, oh, we're just going to keep proceed as planned, we're not doing a bubble, or are they going to go back on what they've started and put themselves into a bubble? Because I just don't see how this season's going to happen doing what they're doing right now. Well, let me ask you guys this, though. Did uh, – maybe maybe this was wrong information. Has there been any other positive test on any other major league teams other than Miami right now? Do either one of you know that? I know the Reds, who the Tigers opened up with, the Reds had some – they're still waiting on the results, but they had to – quarantine a few players because they were showing symptoms right uh i haven't seen like i didn't see today if they came back positive or anything uh i saw no other like people that were playing on the field have been reported but the other thing is too like you know i think the cdc they say what that the the virus could live in you up to 14 days right um, right without you maybe showing symptoms or something so they're like 
you know, so the, the Marlins were playing the Phillies over the weekend, and today it came out that no players for the Phillies who played tested positive. Okay, cool, that's a good sign. That doesn't mean they're in the clear, though. No. I mean, they could test positive in two, three, five days, and now they're going out and they're playing games against all these other teams, could be exposing people, could be exposing their medical staff, their coaches, you know, whatever. So, and it just it seems like it's poten- potentially like a huge mess. And I, Yeah, w- whether the bubble was like the solution, you know, I don't know. The NHL is playing in a bubble, and they just tested like all their players, no positive cases. The NBA, like we said, the MLS is in a bubble, no positive cases, WNBA. So, I mean, like, all these other leagues, they went forward with a bubble idea, and it seems to be going well, and then you've got baseball. Well, let's get into that a little bit more. Before we get off the topic of baseball, i got a question for both you guys. You know, we talked a little bit about the cardboard cutouts, and, you know, it sounds like none of us are real big fans of that. Uh, some of the other, you know, things that they're trying, you know, like when I watched opening day at Comerica, you know, the opening day ceremonies, you know, where they bring out all the players out, you know, and they'd introduce a guy and say his name, and then you'd hear the crowd roar, you know. Uh, They also, you know, try to pipe in some some crowd noise when a guy gets a big hit. They'll pump in the organ music. What do you you guys think about that? Don't like it at all? Gimmicky, cheesy, stupid. Whatever happened to just the old school baseball? That's what made baseball baseball. Playing it in your backyard, the Sandlot movie, like just playing it with no – is it for the love of the game or what is it? Well, it's funny. It just cracks me up how, and we, and just to go back to, and I'll, I'll bring it full circle, but it's funny to me thinking of how the MLB players didn't want to do the bubble, yet they wanted to put themselves just at major risk. Like, I just imagine them, like, in their meeting, like, they want to put us in a bubble. Like, f*** that. Like, let's go all around the country. Let's fly everywhere. Let's do everything. Let's stay, stay drive everywhere, go into all these different hotels, all these different clubhouses. Like, it's kind of like you get what you, you – I guess you get what you wanted. Is there you, any, you didn't want the bubble, so this is what you get. Well, yeah, I think we agree on that, too. But is there any kind of aspect you like at all? Or you just want to see, if you're watching a baseball game, which we know you're not the biggest baseball fan of the three of us, you just want no gimmicks whatsoever, just baseball. No no ambient crowd noise. No crowd nothing. noise. I like the walk-up music. Maybe if somebody hits a home run, just play their play their home run song. I don't know. Play Play their walk-up song. I'm okay with stuff like that. Same way, like with that NBA game, like they'll have the defense or whatever things like that, the defense chant. But when you start piping in fake crowd noise, and they're not even, it's not even like very well done. Like yeah, it's a delay. Yeah, it's like, like if you're gonna do it, at least have some guy where that just going super hard on it, like making sure it's perfect. But it's just, it's just not, it's not, it's not good. All right, Matt, stupid. your thoughts and on the technical side of things. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I, I'm kind of with you, Jared. It's a little gimmicky. Like when Fox said they were gonna. And they have a little bit uh, played around with the like virtual fans on TV. I just think that's definitely too gimmicky. It just looks too cheesy. I understand you're trying to want to trying to make it normal for fans watching at home, but to me, I don't know if it's because I work in TV or you do too, Jared. Or you know, we've watched enough sports. It just looks gimmicky to me. Just leave no fans. We get it. There's no fans there. You don't have to try and trick us. I wonder if the the ambient noise, like you're talking about, Ted and the cheering when there's a base hit or home run and stuff like that. I mean, you don't really hear a whole lot of it on TV. You do a little bit. Right. I wonder if it's more make it like a little bit normal for the players on the field. Like, you know, when, when a guy gets a base hit, you're used to hearing the, the crowd roar or, you know, when there's a big strikeout, you hear the cheering. But then, like, then I wonder, okay, so you hear some fake cheering and then you look up in the stands and they're empty. So it's kind of like, you know, does that really work? So I, I just, that was my first thought. 
I bet it's because they're trying to make it a little bit normal for the the players on the field. But I, I'm I'm fine without all the gimmicks because I just it does it's not necessary. You know, there's no fans there. Everyone understands it. Just let's watch the game, like you said, for the love of the game. Let's just watch it. Yeah, and you know, and they also I did notice they're making some money. They're putting big big ass signs for different advertisers out in the outfield at a lot of these ballparks, and you know that's not a bad way to go the- either. The thing that cracks me up about the MLB is that the players don't really seem like they care that much. Right? Have you always felt that way? Like, so it's kind of like all I care about is my batting average and how I'm doing and me getting my next paycheck. I don't. The, they don't seem like as connected as teams like NBA teams do or even NFL teams. And that's why I remember I was reading an article like Cameron Mabin was basically saying in an interview after their first game, like we got to rely on each other for energy. We can't. We can't look at the fans anymore. It doesn't. And that, that's just a red flag. That it should. They should always be excited when somebody hits a home run but they're not it just seems like they're just sitting there clapping like you should that's where the excitement comes in that's where the cool shots of the dugout come in that's what that's what fixes not the crowd shots go to the dugout right after a home run yeah but you don't think and really that's that's some of the that's some of the most fun stuff if you yeah. think about back when like the tigers were rolling and like you know their heyday you know back when berliner was there and miggy and all that kind of stuff and you know, when they would cut to when there would be a big play and they'd cut to the dugout and all the guys are going crazy, they're dancing. When the guy comes back in the dugout after hitting a home run, they're giving him high fives, shoving him around. That's the stuff that you love to see. And I understand they feed off the crowd for sure. But, right, like hearing guys say that, like it has seemed a little – there's definitely less energy than there always was before. And I don't know, it's probably kind of hard without the fans, but I also feel like maybe it's a situation like – they're trying to get up for a 60-game season, especially like when you're on the Tigers and they're not very good. I don't know. I think fans I actually play a bigger part than you guys think. No. I mean, I think it's it's showtime. It's, you know, the lights are on, and if you hit a big home run in front of a big crowd and they're cheering you, yeah, you're excited with your teammates, but don't think the adrenaline doesn't flow because you know that you put a charge in that crowd. I, I think you're short, shortchanging the no, fans a little bit. No, it does, but the fact that they're on national TV, that should also just be enough, like, juice. Yeah. And you don't know how you fix the, 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 the no crowd noise and how it's kind of boring. Like we talked about before, this was even before the fans were gone. Mic up the outfielders, you know, interview oh, them sure. mid-inning. That'd be great. Interview players right after they hit a home run. Like, right, just right as they're running off to toward the dugout. Get a live interview them right then. Like, there should be a lot more of that stuff. There should be a lot more mics on the field, picking up even more stuff. Sure, if it has a few-second delay so you can get rid of, like, swears and stuff like that that you don't want to get aired. Like, I'm cool with that. But that's what they should be doing to make the product better. Instead, they just basically rolled out what they always do. Bunch of gimmicks. And said, this is boring. Yeah. Well, let's put cardboard yeah, guys in the stands. Like, when you when you see it during, like, spring training or some of these other events when they do have players mic'd up the All-Star game, it's super cool to hear what guys are saying out in the outfield. They're talking. I mean, they're, sometimes they're just BSing and telling stories, and that's fun. But then, like, I don't know, if, if you really enjoy baseball and they're talking about reading a pitch or knowing a guy's tendencies or whatever, it really makes the game interesting. Yeah. And, like, there was a story, uh, Trevor Bauer, he's a pitcher. He for the, pitches for the Reds now, but he used to pitch for the Indians, and he was on uh, a radio show yesterday or the day before, and he talked about they were playing the, the Tigers back when he was with the Indians. And it was back when Miggy was just, like, raking and winning the Triple mm-hmm. Crown and stuff. And he said that they would go back and forth with Miggy and try and give him a hard time, try and get in his head. And before one of his at-bats, the Indian dugout was giving him crap and trying to get in his head. And he told him, pitch number two is going to be a changeup. I'm going to take it out to right center. Sure enough, pitch number two was a changeup. He took it out to left center. <laughs> but when he was rounding third, he, like, nodded and, like, said something to the Indian dugout, like, oh, I got a little ahead of it or something like that. Like, that's the stuff that you want to hear. If players were mic'd up mm-hmm. and 
you could hear that kind of stuff while watching on TV, I would probably watch a lot more baseball than I'm going to the rest of this season. Yeah, they had a great chance to do stuff like that, be innovative, and uh, kind of dropping the ball. I mean, going with cardboard cutouts for crying out loud. Yeah. All right, we've talked enough baseball. Unless you guys got anything else there, what would your what would your sales pitch, your salesman, if you're yeah. if you're trying to sell me one of these cardboard cutouts? <laughs> give me like your thirty second sales pitch on how the hell you would sell me one of those. Oh, boy, that would be that would be difficult just to come up with it. But I would say. Hey, look, here's a great opportunity for you. You you own a business, Advanced Elevator. You know, we can have your picture with your logo on the front of your shirt, and we can put that right behind home plate. And I'm telling you right now, baseball has the highest TV ratings they've ever had going into this season with COVID. You can be right at the front door here with this opportunity. Now, Mr. Uh, Mr. Advanced Elevator, I'm only going to charge you uh, – $3,000 per game for that. Now, that's a deal. Now, just cut me a check right now, and then we'll get you all hooked up. That's about the best first I could thing, do. The first thing I would do, too, is I would look at, I would pull up the last Tigers game. I would look up the ratings, you know, how many people watch that game. For sure. And how long that that shot is on the air. The Tigers game is on the air. This game ran for three hours and 47 minutes, and that shot of you sitting behind home plate was up for two hours of that broadcast. Boom! You're you're on Fox Sports Detroit for two hours. Matt, we need you to join the sales staff that's here. The easy, at... That's the easy sell. What about the one that's in the outfield, where it's you're in the top of the uh, Comerica Park left field, where the sun's beating on you the entire time? No, How you, do you sell that you, one. You, you, you can't. There's where I would also there's where I would also sell the same thing. Like how long you know? Say say it was when Miguel Cabrera was hitting, hitting 40, 50 home runs. I'd say every time Cabrera or JD Martinez or Maglio Ordonez, whoever's playing at that time, hits a home run. It's going to also be on Sports Center. So not only are you going to be on Fox Sports Detroit when those highlights run, you know that's going to be on Sports Center. So you're going to be across every ESPN platform. Now with social media, every time someone shows that home run on Twitter, they're going to see Advanced Elevator when they're watching it. So you could really sell it, I think. Well, hey, there we go. Some ideas for Major League Baseball. <laughs> I love it. Well, speaking of advertisers, an Advanced Elevator is one of our great advertisers. We just want to. We'll tell you a little bit more details about them a little bit later on. But right now, another great sponsor, SheridanAuctionService.com. They are on board. Their auction house is jam-packed with all kinds of great items. Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com. Sign up for their email notifications. And once again, congratulations to Troy Crow, voted the area's best auctioneer. Also, Nelson House Funeral Homes, number one goals to serve families in our community. The top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors, being right there when you need them the most. I can tell you they're the best in the business for more details see them on the web at nelson-house.com and boys you know restaurants are struggling but our good friends rivals tap house and grill they are back open for dine-in service again definitely adhering to the safety standards they have a full menu specialized in pub sandwiches great drink specials and thursday night bike nights are back rivals tap house and grill in corona well you know we did talk about the bubble and it definitely appears that the NBA is doing it right. I mean, you know, they're going to be starting their season Thursday night. I know I'm looking forward to watching. I won't watch the whole game probably because of the time it comes on, but the Clippers and Lakers, not a bad start Thursday no, night. I, and those scrimmage, like we talked about, the actual gameplay, it looks about as good as it can be. I mean, obviously it's not going to replace the NBA Finals Game 7 in Oracle Arena or something like that, but compared to, like, the MLB, it, it looks a lot better. It, it looks a lot more watchable. 
Um, but not everyone's abiding by the quarantine rule. You saw <laughs> who in particular? Lou, Lou Williams, who's famously known for at one point he had like two girlfriends, which is pretty damn awesome. <laughs> um, but he was at the strip club. But I, I loved his spin zone. And the story basically was this: is that people saw him at the strip club. Uh, I'm not sure. Did he end up getting put into like quarantine, or is he? Yeah. So he's been put in, under quarantine since then. He hasn't tested positive or anything. But he said it was just because he wanted the hot wings. The hot wings. Which I'm not going to lie. I mean, a, a, a good hot wing, and I know like a lot of strip clubs are known to have like absolutely awesome buffets. I would be lying if I didn't say that would be a little bit more of a draw than the entertainment mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, and, and the thing is about it, and it, so it was in Atlanta. So he went up He went up to Georgia. Yep. Uh, he had like a family event to get to or something like that. So that's why he originally, he didn't leave the bubble to go to Magic City. So he had permission. He had like a, Right, he got permission, and then he swung by Magic City on the way back. <laughs> hey, got to eat, man. The thing is, is I, I'm not going to say, like, I'm an expert, but I, I work with a bunch of people who are from Atlanta, and then we saw, like, I don't know if you saw any, like, sports shows or people on social media who know about Magic City or are from Atlanta talking about this, and Atlanta strip club scene is, like, the best in the world, basically, outside of, like, Vegas. Like, they're, they're very well known for their strip clubs, and truly – Apparently, from like my friends that I work with and people, other people talk about it, uh, not just for the shows, but legitimately for the food. And yep. like people, I like some of my close friends that I work with from Atlanta. They said, I mean, for real, they would go to the strip clubs to get the food. You go get takeout, and you'd get the wings, and you'd get whatever. Lou Williams has wings named after himself at Magic City, the Lou Williams Chicken Wings. So, like, I mean. It might be legitimate. I'm sure he swung by and got a little show, too. Yeah. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking happened with the Lou Williams deal is pretty much, I think, kind of like what happens when I start a diet or and end a diet is, like, the, night, the Sunday night before the diet starts, it's like, I got to eat this stuff now because I'm not going to be able to eat it when I – when I go start the diet tomorrow. That's natural. So I think he knew I'm probably going to have to self-quarantine when I get back to the bubble. So I might as well make it worth my while. Hit up the strip club, get my favorite food, and then back to the bubble I go. So I, I can actually kind of respect that how he did it. Kind of can understand that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I was actually, like, after all this stuff happened, I was texting a couple of buddies um, that I work with from Atlanta, and I was saying, like, is this for real? Like, is he just a clown or what? And there was some of them said, like, they would swing by there, like, on their work lunch break and pick up food and get out and, like, pick it up, maybe stop for five minutes and watch a little show, or just get your food and leave. <laughs> Like, it, it honestly is, like, legitimately you go there to get the food, and then obviously there's something else that you can watch while you're there. But, no, I, I think you're more right. I think he knew that, like, he's going back to eat the, the food that's uh, in the bubble, and he wanted to get some Lou Williams wings on his way down. Well, I'll tell you, there's one rule you got to go by if you're going to order some Lou Williams uh, wings. Uh, you don't call in your order. You order at, uh, at the bar when you get there. Then you wait for your order. That's what I think you ought to do. So you're telling me that if you show up at this Magic City strip club that <laughs> NBA players are at all the time and it's just clearly awesome, that you're going to get wings for takeout? No, I'm just not, saying, I, I'm just saying if you do, you know, I'm just saying you don't call in maybe for takeout. Maybe order uh, when you're right in the parking lot, walk inside for 20 minutes, and then pick it up on your way out. That's yeah. probably what I would do. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> so, I, we, I mean, I, I brought it up a little bit earlier about the no fan thing. I, I mean, honestly, I don't even, to an extent, notice no fans. Have you guys watched any of the scrimmages or seen clips or anything do you even the court looks pretty cool with the virtual mm-hmm. screen we we're talking about but do you guys even really notice the no fans very much you notice it but it's like i said compared to the mlb it's night and day difference. not even close it's to not baseball even close. Yeah. you can actually like i'm actually excited looking forward and i don't think that's just because i'm an nba fan 
I think just the product is just better without it. It's better than baseball without fans. Fans are MLB baseball already kind of struggles like with fans. The NBA was, you know, making leaps and bounds like forward, like obviously with how much they've been ex- expanding in growth the last like 20 years or so. So like the fact that they're without fans, I feel like it's really it's going to be a blow come playoff time. But in terms of regular season, you don't even notice them in the regular season. You really don't. Yeah, I want I have a question. I know some of the exhibition games were being broadcast by the local affiliates, you know, remotely, you know, and they'd put their little faces up on the screen like a Zoom call. They're not going to do no. something like that for the for the national broadcast, right? It's going to be made more like straight I mean, down the line, I hope. Right. They may, depending on what they want to do. Uh, hopefully not, because it did kind of. It was distracting. They, they did it for some of the baseball games, too. But yeah, it takes, I think it takes away from it a little bit. It's, again, it's the gimmicky stuff. So, right. I mean, maybe during a commercial break or the, a timeout, do that, but not during the gameplay. Yeah. Just show us the game. Show us the just game as it, close yeah. as to where you like, would see it anyway. Yeah. Why are they doing that? Why don't they just do, Matt, you talk about all the, t- all the time, how we don't even notice that the commentators aren't actually at the game why can't we just do that for this why are they in the screen it's stupid it looks dumb there it's not professional not at all it's corny everything about it is absolutely terrible the sound quality is not great just do what they would have done if they were say like a mac game that they're not going to send a commentary crew to just have them do it from the studio yeah what is the inside for for how espn let's say is going to do it are they going to have the announcers actually at the game or are they going to be remote I mean, it depends on the games. I, I, they do have commentators there, so I would assume mm. most of the NBA games will have somebody there. But, I mean, we're doing uh, some of the NBA games down here, and and some of the announcers are, are doing it remotely. Mm-hmm. Probably, most of the NBA, reg- definitely when they get to the playoffs, they're going to be there. Uh, but I wouldn't doubt that some of these, definitely some of the scrimmage and some of the other games, that they were doing them remotely. So, I mean, any way that you can, it will save money is one thing. But right now with this, you know, the the virus going on any way that you can keep people from coming in contact or whatever you're going to try and do it so. it's kind of nice we're not overwhelmed talking about the virus here we're actually talking about sports even though yeah. you know it's still part of the landscape with baseball and and the nba with their bubble and the nhl now looks like they're gonna get underway and you know canada says hey you know we're staying in canada <laughs> Right, nothing to do with the United States, and even speaking of that, you know, they made uh, the, the uh, Toronto baseball team move to Buffalo just because of the way we've handled that here in the in the states. That's embarrassing. It, it really it, is. It is. But, uh, well, let me ask: Are you guys comfortable with these guys, like the MLB, continuing their season, and even like the NBA? I, like I would say, of all of them, like the NBA bubble, just the fact we were all so excited when we saw that they had zero positive tests, like mm-hmm. with the most recent screening. But, like, how can you, with a clear conscience, just watch the MLB and, like, be like, I love this. Like, I don't want it canceled. And knowing that you got something like the Miami Marlins where they could just – the whole team can go down with it in one second. That's a good question. I mean, let's just put it this way. I was excited baseball came back. I was excited to see what would happen the first weekend, especially, you know, Tiger baseball. Now that I've seen the product on television – I'm not as excited as I was, especially with NBA coming back, which apparently, you know, it's going to be a for real deal. And then we're going right to the best part of the NBA season, the playoffs, you know, after what, eight games. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty cool if they stay under control and, and stay in that bubble and we can watch real sports at a, at the top level and playoff basketball. Shit. I'm all for it, man. That's going to be great. But, but to answer your question about baseball, I don't know. I'll see. We'll see. I, I definitely get what you're saying, and I think that's what some people are going to struggle with when football comes back because it's kind of the same thing. Like, 
you're not going to be able to do football in a bubble, whether it's college or the NFL. I mean, that, that's got to be even harder to pull off than a baseball bubble. So uh, teams, players are going to end up getting positive. Someone is going to, just like the Marlins, have this little outbreak going on. And if you're right, I get what you're saying. Like, you almost feel a little guilty, like, wanting to watch all these football games, knowing that people are getting sick or some guys are having to get quarantined or they're spreading it or whatever just because you want to, like, sit on your couch and watch a football game. I mean, I definitely get what you're saying. My, I guess my thing is, is, like, it's their choice. Like, in the NFL, guys are already opting out of this yeah. season. Like, a bunch of guys today. From the Patriots. Patriots and some other yeah. teams, they said that they're just not going to play this season because they don't feel safe or whatever their reasoning is. So I guess that's that's part of my thing. Like, if, you know, you don't have to play this baseball season if you don't want to. Uh, so if you're out there, and, and in theory, you're supposed to be trusting their, like, medical staff and stuff like that. They're supposed to be testing and quarantining and stuff like that. So, but I definitely get what you're saying. It does feel a little a little strange knowing that they could be infecting a bunch of people and getting sick. And, and that's exactly the reason why I brought it up, Maz, because obviously we saw – Stop saying, obviously. I got to stop saying that, damn it. Because we saw that, you know, five or six of the Patriots players, most notably uh, Dante High- Hightower, all basically said, like, you know, we're not going to play this season. I know he said that because he has a two-week-old son at home and he's very worried about, sure. obviously, the health issues that could come from COVID. Um, but he, but I just have absolutely zero problem with those players basically saying that we're sitting out. And, and that's what makes me think, like, are we doing the wrong thing with this NBA bubble and with the MLB and and just trying to start the NFL, like we've kind of been sort of we're, the reason we are the worst country it seems like where Canada doesn't even want to send their people like to uh, the United States is because of stuff like this where we're so gung ho on starting the MLB MLB season, but we just don't have the foresight to see. Oh yeah, this clearly is not going to work. Well, that that's part of it, and then plus what Matt said. I mean, it, the players have their choice, right? The, we're talking professionals. This is how they make their living. They have their choice, and I think the key thing here is if somebody elects to sit out for whatever their own personal reasons are, maybe they don't want to take it home to mom and dad, their kids, themselves, that's great. That's fine. As long You know, you can still see that people will probably dog them for doing that, which I think is wrong. I think if somebody wants to elect to play, that's fine. I'll watch it. I'm not going to be gung-ho so, forcing them to watch that it. kind of the same thing as if – somebody elects not to wear a mask because clearly this isn't the safe thing. This isn't the safest thing that we should all be doing. Okay. Well, let's keep, keep going with that thought. I guess I'm not following you. Like we're basically like people, some people don't want to wear masks. These guys, they clearly want to play. Okay. It seems like it's almost like a coronavirus, like breeding ground uh, for the, at least especially, I mean, for the Marlins, you see how if just one guy comes in with that, it's going to spread like wildfire right. with the, in these locker rooms. And I know, oh, they're doing everything in their power to say socially distance. And the, no one's doing that. No one's doing that right now. I'm not doing like not a hundred percent. That's are true. Being, they're acting like they are. No one's really. I don't. I, there's a rare select few people that are honestly doing like their part mm-hmm. to stay socially distanced from everybody and like, you know, hand sanitizer, everything. Right. So I, that's just the thing where I feel like it. I don't want to say it's not the same thing as like wearing. It's obviously a lot easier to throw on a mask than the, it's these people's like jobs mm-hmm. to just say like yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna play baseball. But I don't know, just some just a thought I threw I had. Well, it's it's a moving target for sure. We'll keep watching what happens. That's for sure in baseball. But uh, I'm excited for uh, NBA. I'm kind of excited for hockey even. You know, not even a a big time hockey fan, especially with the Red Wings out of it. But it's going to be good to see. Uh, anything else we want to talk about on that, fellas? I also want to get to the mailbag here tonight before we wrap up the show. I am. I, I was going to say I am curious to see 
maybe be looking this far in advance. Let's just en- let's enjoy the NBA season for what it is right now. But I am curious to see. So, like, once this season, so this is the 2019-2020 season, finally wrapping up. So, like, when it's done, they're all just gonna, you know, go back home or go back to, you know, where they live or whatever. And then, like, what if there's, what if we don't really have a handle on the virus by the time training camp or you know the next season is supposed to start? Are they going back into a bubble? Or, you know, that's what I'm really curious to see how that, that approach is. God help us. Please, let's get a vaccine. <laughs> we got to get past this. God, yeah. I'm so sick of it. I mean, what did I say at the beginning? How many days? Uh, how many did, I had 129 from the 13th oh. of March, but unreal. 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 I mean, I feel like maybe before we get to the mailbag, I feel like, like here and Jared talk about we were so gung-ho about getting baseball going. didn't seem like there was very much of a plan. As you were, like, going through that, I was just thinking, like, oh, it kind of sounds like how our country has handled this <laughs> virus altogether. We were so gung-ho about getting the economy back going and getting getting back to normal and didn't really seem to have much of a plan, and that's kind of why we're still in this mess. So maybe we kind of deserve it. Maybe to an extent we kind of deserve what we're getting. I mean, if you look at it, it was as soon as the coronavirus happened, at all, and we were all guilty of it too. It's like, how long are we going to be on? Like, we need to end this lockdown now. Right. Like, get us out of this. Open every all the open all the bars back up. Open everything back up, just to have everyone go to flood the bars, myself included. Uh, originally, the first weekend, then I kind of thought, like, damn, this is pretty damn dumb. Uh, and you just saw two like two hundred cases from one bar. Yeah, like it's just it was just it's stupid. We keep doing it. We keep doing it over and over again. Instead of just post, that's why high school sports. That's why basically all sports. I feel like should be postponed for a year. Start it back up and see where we're at in January. That may be the smart choice. We'll see. Stop I, kicking the can around and just cancel it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Well, stay and tuned. That's what they're doing. A lot of like a lot of conferences and the NCAA and schools. That's what they're doing, kicking the can around, because like we've said before, just like with the MHSAA or, you know, whoever, they're like waiting until the last possible day to make a decision, and it is getting a little frustrating. It's getting close. I mean, yeah, we're starting, boy, we're heading into August. At this time, usually, we're like, we're ready for college football. I mean, it's like college football time. Let's get going. I, I don't know. Do you guys feel like we're going to watch Michigan football this year? Like, I, I honestly have... I have no gut feeling on if we're actually going to see college football. I know I've been saying all along, I think there's too much money to be lost, so I do still feel that way. But I could see it going the complete other way, like you said, and, and holding off until next year, too. I, I just I want – this is what I don't want. I don't want what we're doing in the NBA where it's like every other day some star player is testing positive and the whole entire season just thrown for a loop. I don't want a half-assed college football season. I don't. I don't want one where it's the season's truncated. I don't want one where Justin Fields and all of a sudden we're about to play Ohio State in the biggest game of the year and Justin Fields is out and we beat Ohio State, but it's just the ultimate asterisk on like that win. Like that's what it, the whole season's gonna have an asterisk on it. I don't want college I don't want to remember college football that way. I want it to come back full bore. I don't care if it takes a year, I don't care if it takes two years. I don't want a half ass college football season. That's what it looks like we're gonna do. Wow, you don't always get your way, but man, that's that's pretty extreme saying you'll go two years without any football, really? A year to two years, you, yeah. You, would, you wouldn't do just a Big Ten season? Let's say, you know, because there's going to be a lot that happens in the next month. Two, next two weeks are going to be kind of critical. But I'm I'm all for still delaying as long as you possibly can. You know, if, in college football, if it means they have an intense two- or three-week training camp before they start no. the season, go for it. Have the Big Ten season, and then maybe we have a handle on the virus 
and then you could still have some bowl games. I don't know. I'm not saying postpone it for two years, and I definitely you, don't want spring football. I, I'm more a proponent. If they can't figure out how to do football this fall, okay, then I say take it off until okay, well, next I know fall. That, I know we don't have to get into all the logistics of how this could happen or could happen. If you were a player, would you want it to be – if this is your senior year, would you rather them just postpone the season and give you a year next year or do what they're doing right now, which is their heck these – kind of training camps that aren't really training camps, these practices that aren't really practices, and this season that's really not going to be a season. Depends what kind of player I am. I mean, if, I, if I'm an NFL prospect, no, take the year off. If I if this is my only chance to play football, what the heck? You Still play this well, year. I'm saying what you would still have your eligibility is what I'm saying is if you just postponed it a year. Yeah, well, I don't know. That, yeah, it, I mean, there's, there's a lot of schools, like a bunch of schools out in the Pac-12 that have already – I mean, it's for, like, smaller sports, swimming and diving and some golf and stuff like that. But they've already said they're just handing out red shirts to everyone. And mm-hmm. basically, like what you're saying, Jared, saying if you're a senior, you know, whatever year you are, you're not losing a year of eligibility. You can come back next year and play if you want. I, I mean, I feel like kind of like with baseball, like people like the Marlins are already missing games. And, you know, they might only end up playing 52 games or something like that while some teams play 60 and I feel like that's kind of how it's going to have to be for college. I mean, if yeah, like you said, if before the Michigan-Ohio State game, Justin Fields is positive or 15 Ohio State players are positive and they have to either quarantine those guys or they can't play and Michigan just gets a bye, I, you know, maybe that's just how the season is going to be. It's almost going to be like, do you want sports at all? Do you want college football at all? Or do you want none? Like it's almost going to be like that's how it's going to have to be. The season's not going to go off like with no hiccups. For sure. You know I mean, I vote for holding off as long as they have to to still try and get it. That's my vote. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we get to the mailbag and a couple final things here, the CoronaConnection.com. They know it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on Cavalier Nation at CoronaConnection.com and Advanced Elevator. Hey, we talked about them earlier with the cutouts at the game. They feature top expert field technicians for troubleshooting, repair, and installation of elevators. An area business leader and a long time huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools. Well, I did look at uh, our Twitter feed and uh, social media, and we had this from at Sparty Basketball. He said he loved the McCabe interview last week. Best part was how the Fab Five didn't change basketball. Now, obviously, Sparty Basketball, Spartan fan. I don't know if you saw the big news here. Speaking of Canada, but they they signed a five-star, six-foot-ten center for a couple years down the road and made a commitment. Yeah. I think Mick McCabe was I, – I don't know. He took it literally. I feel like with the changing of – I think he – Matt meant it more in like a, they changed basketball in the sense that freshmen mm-hmm. like kind of – like what Dominated. Does, like freshmen dominated and one and done, like that type of thing. I think that's what Matt meant, and he took it as like they were like, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo like just – like well, a point forward, like changing. Well, obviously, he literal had, game of basketball. He had an point. agenda against Chris Webber. That was that pretty obvious. Well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, no, that's definitely spot on. I mean, I, I think, in a sense, you could go back and say maybe they changed the game a little bit a couple of years before. I know, like Ted, you definitely remember the UNLV team. Oh yeah. Sir Jared, you've seen highlights of them. They were kind of like high flying, dunking, and stuff like the Fab Five were. So, like, maybe you could say they changed the game a little bit. But yeah, I definitely more meant. Like the fashion, the style, the swag, you know, the socks and everything you've always heard about. That's more what I meant. But, man, I, I don't even think I finished my question before he started just going after me a little bit on that. <laughs> he, he definitely did. And, by the way, if anybody wants to shoot us an email, you can hit us up at three point 
threepointpod at gmail.com. Or if you want to hit us on social media, we're at threepointpod. Speaking of that, we had, uh, I think, retweeted, and I know, Matt, you uh, had a couple comments about the Earl Weaver confrontation with the umpire. And at incognito underscore Miggy, he said, in reply to our retweet of Earl Weaver's tirade, Earl Weaver was pretty awesome. I remember him more than most players when I was a kid. Hashtag Billy Martin, too. Uh, and I know you're not a big fan of uh, the uh, the managers out confronting the umpires, and it was pretty comical to see. I forget what, what manager it was come out, had to put his face mask or face mask on along with the umpire so they could argue. That was that was about as comical as it gets. Yeah, like they, they were trying, they're fumbling around with their mask while they're trying to yell at each other. They're also trying to stay six feet apart. And, you know, I understand, like, it's part of the game is what people say. I just think it, it takes away from the game to me, especially like that Earl Weaver one when, you know, they're mic'd up and you actually listen to what they're saying. It's some of the stupid, stupidest stuff ever. Like, they're arguing if he should be in the Hall of Fame, and then they're arguing, like, did you touch me? Did you touch me? I touched you. I'm going to sock you in the nose. It's just, like, when you listen to it after the fact, it sounds really stupid. I mean, like, so to me, it takes away from the game. That's always my problem with it. You got a guy up to bat. He's ready to step in. He's ready to, you know, hit a go-ahead single or, you know, do something like that. Then you got your idiot manager come out and he wants to, like, put on a show. And you got to step out of the box. You you lose your rhythm. Uh, eh, eh, I could do without it. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely uh, not PG rated for sure. But I, I actually got a kick out of it here in Weaver. Throw out the F-bombs and accuse the umpire of trying to, you know, screw him over. A hundred percent. I mean, it made me laugh. I, I didn't take it. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's funny. And yeah, I was laughing or whatever, but it's just, eh, I don't know. I could do without it. I don't know. That's the one thing in baseball that I, I love those. I could watch argument. I could. There, there, there's probably YouTube compilations out there of those like confrontations that I need to watch now. Oh, the George Brett uh, with the pine tar thing was one of the all-time classics when he come charging out of the dugout when they when they disqualified his home run because he had too much pine tar. That's an all-time classic. Um, That's a good one. Also, guys, on this date, I'm sure you saw it in 1999. Barry Sanders, number 20, hung up his cleats. Uh, just 31 years old, probably would without question would have had the all-time record for rushing. He was uh, just shy of breaking Walter Payton's record, and, of course, Emmett Smith finally got it. But uh, Barry Sanders still, in my book, by far the best running back of all time. He is, and, I mean, he's uh, he's my favorite football player of all time. I mean, there's a couple of Michigan players that, like when I was a young kid getting into football, that were my favorite. But Barry Sanders was the one. I mean, if you grew up through the 90s, and you were a, a Lions fan as a kid. I mean, I was out in the backyard trying to emulate everything he did. I had jerseys and shirts and collected the cards. I mean, Barry Sanders was the guy that you would follow if you were a football fan. And, yeah, I mean, I think he was, what, like 1,500 yards away from breaking the record. So that's, that was just like an average season for him. Yep. So, I mean, he definitely would have had it, whether he would still or, you know, whatever, who knows. But it's just a shame, like, to go back. What They made the playoffs like a couple times with him, and it just, like, how bad the Lions wasted. I mean, you just said it. You think he's the best running back of all time. How bad the Lions wasted having the best running back of all time. I mean, that team, if they would have just had, if they would have had Stafford. Even know? if, like, you know, just in terms of, like, notoriety, if Barry Sanders played for the Cowboys, like, he's remembered as, like, for, Walter Payton. Right. No one, you never really hear him getting, like, 
when you think of like the best running backs ever, I feel like us, obviously us because we're from Detroit and like Detroit Lions fans, like he comes to our head. But I feel like in general, he's not like one of the first like five that people think of. Like sometimes when you throw that out, people will be like, oh, Walter Payton, or you know, they, they'll list off two or three, and then it'll be like, oh, and Barry Sanders. Like they mm-hmm. almost have to remember that. Right. I, I do kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, that stupid Lions organization. That's the problem for sure. All right, well, I think we made it through another pod. Uh, you, usually we'll talk at the beginning about what we were up to. Did you have any final thoughts about our big weekend up north last week that we survived? I'm just glad to see that you're doing all right. You were complaining a lot about having water in your ear. So. <laughs> I know. I can hear again. I... Got to be smarter than the water. Got to be smarter than the water. Kendall's ears covered. I know, and since we're at the end of the show, if people tune out, we can talk about your golfing. I mean, you were 3-0, and right? 3-0, $100, made 100 bucks. Can't beat so. that. So we all survived. We've social distance as much as we could and had a great time in our family reunion i guess that'll do it guys any final thoughts before we wrap it up guess not that is a wrap make sure you let our partners know you listen in they include advanced elevator corona connection rivals tap house and grill nelson house funeral homes and sheridan auction service for jared fatel and matt burns i'm ted fatel thanking you again for tuning in and supporting three point podcast Three Point Podcast is syndicated worldwide on Sports Radio Detroit and MWSN Radio. The show is a Sportsnet Michigan production recorded at the WJSZ MidMichigan Studios. Spread the word to your friends and family and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of the other big podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, bye for now.